Epic gumdrop, sweeter than earning all the king's favor, even though you're politically opposed to monarchy. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. Do you like that? I, you got an introduction today. I like that. That's much better that than going halfway good. through an episode <laughs> and people going, wait, who are these people? Oh, wait till next time. Yes. We're looking at uh, a now classic board game today mm-hmm. that uh, is kind of now known as the worker placement genre. It, it kind of is one this, of the leading the, examples of it. The grand, the godfather of worker placement games. Yeah. I think, yeah. well, we'll get more into it. I think there's, you know, people can argue about these things till the cows come home, but ultimately it's one of the most well-known worker placement yeah. games. I didn't say grandfather. I said godfather. Oh, it's the, I it's, see. it's the, oh. the top Don, the boss. Right. You're not giving a, this, this, this is the worker placement game that gives other worker placement games offers. They can't refuse. Gotcha. You're not doing genealogy. No, no hierarchy only hierarchy only so worker placement um no you will not be running a real temporary labor service out of your home with a board game publisher taking a cut of your earnings which sounds kind of awesome but no uh, i would play that game by the way i know you would <laughs> in a worker placement game uh, for those not familiar you put those lazy little wooden meeple or sometimes their cardboard relatives to work hard work mm-hmm. often doing grueling tasks in a historical setting that reminds you that there is no way you'd want to be doing this stuff yourself in real life these games allow you to exercise your inner bureaucrat without actually yelling at anyone or breaking a sweat. So today we'll talk about Kalis. Okay, I just want to go back to you can yell at them though, because sometimes well, I'd like to yell at my my at your people. Yeah, come on, work harder. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Kalis. <laughs> so if you like, we've said on the last episode, if um, we're going to try and cover a game that embodies a, you know, a fairly specific concept or idea like this one being mostly worker placement. If you haven't played this before, here's your time to learn a little bit about it. Go, uh, we'll put some links on our website, breakingdads.com. Um, and it'll check out what it looks like. Perhaps yeah. it might give you some con- a better concept of what we're actually going through. We're going to do a pretty high level overview talk about some of our favorite mechanics in it and stuff and what the game does and why you should play it if you haven't and if you have played it hopefully will tickle your brain uh so let's give the backstory that the the game presents i always love the flavor me too okay but i want this one i want to feel like um i am an illiterate peasant okay toiling in the fields um in uh i'm gonna go with french yeah, okay. French in the French countryside, so you want me where to a you... castle may soon be built. Oh, so you want um, struggle? Yep. All right. Hard hardship. I want to feel the hardship. All right. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Twelve eighty nine. To strengthen the borders of the Kingdom of France, King Philip the Fair decided to have a new castle built. For the time being, Calis is but a humble village, but soon workers and craftsmen will be flocking by the cartload, attracted by the great prospects. Around the building site, a city is slowly rising up was that good that um i feel like that was okay oh man you know well it was more like it more like yes i think that would have been it yes like i couldn't i couldn't smell the um the the death on you which i feel like i should have yeah 1289 there we go to strengthen the borders of the kingdom now we've heard it already it's all right it's good it's good you got it so you've got the flavor yeah, you're, it's a humble village, uh, but soon a city and a castle. Yeah. Yes. So there's just a board with some possibility. So the goal of the game uh, is pretty straightforward. Yeah? So each player is a master builder. By building the castle and the city, 
these two separate things, you're going to earn prestige with the king. Uh, when the castle is completed at the end of the game, the builder with the most prestige wins. Yeah. I don't think the rest get decapitated or anything, but you're going to... I like, like to think that they do. Okay. that's Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point of defeating someone if you can't, you know, hear the lamentations of their women? <laughs> So that's why every every time we finish a game, you you look at me and watch as though my head were rolling off my shoulders. I imagine it. Uh, I do. But to be fair, I imagine bleak. that whether I win or lose. End of the podcast. Or yeah, just down daily thing, really. Jeff, are you imagining me decapitating? It's again? not always decapitation. No. Yeah. Why are you talking to the ground? All right. Well, let's give you a. There's those two areas we talked about: the yes. city and the castle. So let's do a quick overview of what what is that? The city. It's basically you look at the board. There's a long winding road that goes down the middle of the game board. There's a few places that already have uh, established um, things that can happen. The builders can do stuff there, as well as a bunch of blank spaces along the road. That is just possibility. Uh, The cities where you're going to acquire your resources, your food, wood, stone, cloth, gold, your money or denier, or build new buildings. Uh, The new buildings then give you more of the above, as well as prestige points. And uh, there's a few more actions that you can do within the city, yeah. but we'll get to those later. Basically, that's it, though. Your resources. Yes, your resources will be built here. Done. Yes. And it's and you know what the weird thing is? You mm. build the city, but not on rock and roll, which yeah. I feel like was a general mistake. In by 1289, them. that was yeah. an often made mistake. <laughs> I agree. You know, it would they have built been it a- on loot and <laughs> do, 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 and Kalos. Uh, that kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> Bardman, Loot and flute is not flute. Not quite as good. That was the name of our our folk rock band. <laughs> yes, Loot and flute. We did one show. It was not. It was not good. So, so that's you, where. So that's where the work gets done. Yeah. But if you really want to earn the prestige of the king, well, it's if you all really about, want to hear the lute and the flute, it's all about the castle. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the den- denier. <laughs> it's all about the denier. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the castle is the second area where the players can focus their attention to earn both prestige points and favor with favors with the king. Uh, the decisions that take place in the castle feel simpler. Um, how many of your resources to contribute uh, to how many sections? Uh, and it's played each turn in conjunction with placing a worker in the city. At the same time, the construction of the three seconds of the sections of the castle can prove to be important, uh, important to your victory. Uh, as well, the completion of the castle drives the timing of the game, so it acts as a bit of a game clock. Yeah. Yeah. In general, the, this is a game of checks and balances. It is. where Because uh, there's a game clock aspect to that, but there's also a game clock aspect to the building of the city itself. Yeah. I um, don't ever feel... It doesn't feel chaotic at all. This is a very no. orderly paced game. It's a game of gears and just understanding how the different gears work. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a 60 to 150 minute gameplay, depending on yeah. uh, two to five players. So you're looking at well, a half an hour a player. Um, I think it's, yeah, that, that feels about right. And mm-hmm. it, so it's, it's a middle size game, really, in terms of how long you're going to commit to this. This isn't your filler <laughs> or your... No, this is cap. the main this game is, you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should have mentioned this. The game was designed by William Atia. I think that's how you'd say his name. I thought it was Philip the Fair. Philip the Fair. Well, he's the king. William William Atia. He sounds more regal, really, than yeah, the, Philip. Philip. Yeah. Um, and it was originally published in two thousand five, so it is right. at this point it is a modern classic in a way. Yeah, yeah that's ten years ago, man. For those of you that are in your twenties, yeah, it's ancient. Yeah, this was this is your childhood. A lifetime ago. I remember when I grew up. 
Um, so yeah, as we kind of got at uh, worker placements, so Kalis is you know referred to as one of the first great worker placements. So while the concept doesn't originate with Kalis, uh, the game kind of boils it down to the critical decisions about you know, place your worker here or there now or later. Yeah. It's those critical things that people think about when they call a game a worker placement game. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a fun mechanic. It I, is. I like me a worker placement game. Yes. Me uh, too. In general, it's nice to, um, it makes the decisions very transparent, I think. Yeah. Which is one of the nice things. The tension isn't there. Unlike a bidding game or something. Where I could you... see it if you played at like the maximum player count. Uh, yeah, that's Things true. would fill up really quickly. Yeah. But on the same time, uh, the other side, the city would get built really quickly as well. Yeah. Thus opening more space. I, I don't ever feel the decisions are as critical or as... Uh, no, they are, but not as... I don't get as... You generally, you generally, it's more like drafting. You know, you sort of put a list in your head of what's most yeah. important to you. And then you place your guy at the highest most important uh, in a way, although sometimes depending on what the other person does, you might change your strategy that round Yeah, because of lack of access not, to things. There's, there's not so many choices that it's overwhelming. No, you always, there's always something to do. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get too like, I'm like, Oh, well, if I don't do the thing, I can do the other thing. Yeah. And it's I, usually two or three choices. I I'm kind of fiddling yeah. over, but I don't ever or I'll feel get to terrible. Do it next turn. If you're playing two player. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think with more players again, there would there's more tension. Yeah, that's true because yeah. you you are fighting over very scarce resources mm -hmm. initially. Yes, that would be a lot more tense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go, let's do a quick overview of the whole gameplay. Uh, this you know basically the seven phases of things that are going to happen here. You want to give us the quick rundown? All right, here it is. Uh, the seven phases. Uh, they each of these are simple in and of themselves yeah but add up to some complexity i would say uh, okay so uh first phase collect income then you place your workers and then you activate special buildings and then you move the provost and then you activate regular buildings and then uh, build the castle and then you move the bailiff at the end of the turn now some of that is going to sound foreign Yes, uh, there's a lot, there's words we, in there. We will get to it, but yes. yeah, a lot of it: collecting, placing, activating. Those those are good verbs. Yes, <laughs> those are those are verbs you know. Even move, you might not know what the provost or bailiff is. Oh, he's gonna move. Yeah, he's you doing know stuff exactly. Could it be. is. It, it's a living, breathing city where things going on. Things it, are happening. It's true. You know. So let's get into I guess each of the concepts a little bit deeper, not terribly. Um, the first one, income. Uh, so how do you get money in this game? Two coins for everyone each round. Yay! Plus one for each building you own. Yay! Plus one if you own the library. Yay! And plus two if you own the hotel. Yay! And none for you. Oh. Over there. Uh, money comes in and it goes out quick. Yes. Uh, you never seem to run entirely out, usually. I mean, you run low. It, there's just money moving all the time. It's not the onesie twosies. There's just piles of money. I'm yeah, looking it, and I'm like, oh, I got seven. Oh, I got none. It, oh, I got it, 11. I got none. It's a game where you have to spend money to make money. It's yeah. uh, it's capitalism in its pure pre-capitalism form. <laughs> yeah. And I don't feel like that. The uh, the I don't feel too wrought over the decisions about the money in the game. No, because, you know, especially once you've built an economy with buildings, yeah. you know how much you're getting back next turn. Exactly. So it's a matter of of spending it because it's it's just money. Yeah. It's just money. But then you use it. You're gonna place those workers. That's right. Get out this there, guys. Is, this is the fun part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you place the worker on an available building or at the castle by paying the cost, uh, which is the smallest number appearing on the bridge, which is a item on the board. Uh, the, you know, the advan advantageous exception to this is that if you own, uh, you go in your own building, it costs you one, um, to place your workers on them or, or if you occupy uh, a place at the inn. and which again, all sounds complicated, but it's all there no, on the board. It's, it's literally yeah. on the board. That's what I love yeah. about it. It's like so much of the first you're like what is this greek oh right yeah. it's just the rules essentially made in graphical form on the board so at a glance you know what to do yes at first it feels very foreign and forced because you're you're wrapping your brain around what you're doing mm. but then it becomes by, by about the third round it's second nature exactly yeah um so you yeah you uh those are the tough decisions mm -hmm. i think the money wasn't but placing the workers like where am i gonna put them uh, i mean they're you know, they get you resources, but you got to be careful because the buildings are activated along the road in order from the top of the board yes. to the bottom. And so there's this resolution order to everything. And more than once I've messed that up where you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, I'll have enough stone to build this building I want to build. But wait. Oh, yeah, I build the building before I get the stone. Oh. Um, so, yeah, if you need specific resources from the bottom, yeah, you're going to be hooped. So <laughs> It means you're planning for later. It is, exactly. Um, yeah. And the prestige that's, if you, you know, place on another player's building, they get prestige. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, that's the, you're helping them win the game. You're helping them, but you might need to, cause you need to have two stone this time. Yes. And maybe that two stone leads to a library or, or another good building that will help you win. And, uh, or maybe you want to just place your guy on the bridge and that says, Hey, I'm passing. I'm done. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're first to do this, you get a you get a dollar for being a, an unproductive layabout. And um, come on, there's a kingdom to be built, people. Let's yes. get cracking here. But you can no longer place workers after you've done that. No, you're done. On the other side, though, it costs your opponent now more money right. to place their workers. Exactly. So it's a good pressure point that you can put on, um, especially good if you've done a bad job managing your money and you're, <laughs> you're running out. Yeah. Because you get that extra coin and then you're taking coins, other coins away. Which it, is a good way to go. It is. Yeah. And so those decisions that people thought they were going to make is like, oh, no, wait, I don't have the money anymore. Yes. Um, next up, you activate the special buildings. So you place a worker on a special building and it gives you some special effects. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, I hesitated to use some of these special abilities at first uh, until I could remember what each building meant. So it's a bit abstract, but fortunately, there's not that many of them. Mm -hmm. um, there's a gate, place a worker at no cost do it it's not a big deal it's not a trap or is it or is it probably not maybe not wait what's the gate do again uh i don't know stuff stuff i, I think i get to it okay oh here's oh i think the gate it was the gate at the front of the castle yeah yeah so see all these go there these terms yeah i can't i can't remember the gate does something though does something does something the gate's in something. the game it's one of those ones where you put one of your last workers there I yeah i know i never that. do it I, yeah well, you I don't do it remember. a lot it's in it, like an incidental there's some of the spots where i'm just like eh, eh. i can't remember what the gate does um there's a merchant's guild uh so the player can move the provost who we'll talk about in a bit but they move the provost one to three spaces down the road um it sounds boring but it could be what wins you the game it, or just annoys the heck out of the people and it doesn't have to be down the road that's the important thing you can come back up the right, road yes and that's 
where uh, it's important when we talk about the provost later. Yeah, yeah. It depends on what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stables, you don't like the turn order, change them. Yep, very uh, important because turn order it's going to mean a lot. Can mean a lot. Yeah. Or it can mean nothing. Depends on what other people are trying to do. This is one of those. Like uh, Agricola or a game like that mm-hmm. where turn order becomes a big deal. Mm-hmm. I love that where you think, oh, turn order. No, turn order. <laughs> um, the trading post. So if you're feeling poor, you can just take three deniers. Um, the jousting field. You want to impress the king and get a royal favor the sneaky way. Instead of actually doing some work, you can just pay a denier and a cloth cube and you can get some favors. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite understand. Like, I get the idea. I feel like there should be some chance in the jousting field. Yeah. Or, or two people can go there, and whoever puts the most money in. It feels like wins. a place for a sub game almost. Yeah. I, I think if it was designed today, it probably might, would. It probably yeah. would be. Yeah. There'd be like four other boards that fold off Still, the side of the table. It's a good way to get favor, and uh, favors a good way to uh, get stuff. And it's not the same risk as having a wooden pole uh, ram through your chest. No, that's true. And I think if we had to like get a horse and a pole and actually joust to use it, that yeah, would be terrible. Really expensive game at that point. That well, with the, the stable costs and <laughs> everyone outside, yeah, Jump. armor and the gameplay time would go up by several hours, <laughs> yes. if not days. At hospital, oh. yeah. uh, or the inn. As long as you stay there, you pay only one denier to place workers, as we said before. So yeah, more people can yeah. occupy the inn. You can get bumped out of the inn. And that's a fun mechanic there because uh, if you want to bump someone out of the inn, you have to place a worker who does nothing for that turn. Yeah. And they bump them out next turn. Have a nap, Bill. You look yes. tired. Put down your chisel. And you're you're spending one less coin to place workers, which is great, but you have one less worker to place because exactly. they stay there. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting, it's a, a good mechanic, I think, with the, it is. you get something for it, but you give up potentially more. Yeah, it depends where um, the game is at. I don't know, I haven't thought out enough whether there's a good time to do that. Yes, in I, my, we'll talk about the app in a little bit, but in my uh, limited time that I've been playing the app, I did find I got out-actioned a lot huh. uh, by staying in the inn too long. Um, that, that makes sense. Yes, but I had money. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else. Uh, now we get to moving the provost. Um, yes. So you think so-called Euro games lack player interaction. You've been waiting all night to slightly impede the well-made plans of your neighbor with your minor inconvenience. Well, the provost is your guy. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not, you're not slaughtering them down. You're not taking them out in the joust field, but you're going to annoy somebody. I, I like Through this. bureaucracy. Through bureaucracy. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> Um, so what makes the provost annoying is that the workers placed beyond the provost's current location on the board are useless. So, uh, you know, those excited workers who showed up for their first day on the new job with a sense of purpose and everything only to discover that they're at the wrong building in the wrong part of town in the wrong city. Um, they return dejected to their owner and they can get ready, you know, do their resume and figure out their orienteering skills until next time. Sad. You should be able to fire workers in this game. You should get out of here. You make me, yeah. Well, they can't kind of do. So that's why you'd want to pay to move the provost earlier, because you may then get to move the provost. Yeah. Here, exactly. It's going to cost you a bunch of coins, but it might prevent somebody from getting that Making resource of, they need. Yeah. Um, especially if uh, they've got people in the castle and they're waiting on those resources exactly to use up there, because you can really mess them up. And there's nothing better in a game than pointing at your friends and laughing. Oh. Well, there's one before we get to uh, what happens at the castle. Yes. Though, we're going to activate some more buildings. Yay! Yay! Uh, regular buildings are special too, except when they aren't, which is always because they're just regular. 
Um, I'm really glad you gave us that description. Yeah, you like yeah, that? That's, that was convoluted. Yeah. That's what I do. That's how I like my info. <laughs> this manual isn't long enough. <laughs> let, let me listen to James tell me the rules in double the time. Um, the buildings with workers on them are activated in the order from the castle down to your belly button. So the workers are returned to your owners as we go through the thing. And uh, one day they'll take their freedom. But for now... Um, Let's I've take already a quick got look. their freedom. Did, do they? I own them. I put them in a box. I take them out. I tell them what to do. You are free. Yeah, they have no freedom. Um, I, yeah, I remember when I... There's a lot of buildings. Yes. Uh, when when I first punched it, I just was like, oh, uh, and then broke them into groups. And yes. I was like, oh, okay, not so bad. <sighs> I agree. No, the first time I played it with you, I was like... There's no words what? on these. Yes. And each building has a name. And then they tell you by name in the rule book what yeah. the buildings do. But, they don't but there's say. no name on the card. That's the only... But then I kind of... I love the aesthetic. Yes. it's a That was a hard decision, ha- I bet. It helps with the multilingual. That. That's why. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I imagine this is a very popular multilingual game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I think it keeps them down to an addition. I'll just swap with the rule book and that's about it. Yes. But yeah. But uh, it gives you a little pictogram of what it does. It yeah. just you just have to learn the language. It's almost like learning math. Yeah, it's like oh, the oh, square no, brackets stop, mean this. You're not, you're not selling them on this now <laughs> with math. It's like learning Latin when you're staying in uh, the Caribbean or the Mediterranean or something. It's like learning math in Latin when you're staying in the Caribbean. Yes, <laughs> my goodness, a time. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so, so you broke them into groups. Yeah. So you got. We'll do a brief production yeah. buildings. What do you think? They get you resources like stone or wood or self-esteem for being a good little worker. These have the easiest to read pictures. They do. Yes. Hey, stuff's going on here. Carpenter, build a wooden building on an empty spot. Mason, express yourself through brutalist architecture. Trade buildings, give an item, get an item. Lawyer, you can build residential buildings now. Uh, they Those have a green background and these replace the neutral buildings that have pink backgrounds or replace one of your own buildings, except the lawyer's own building. As much as you want to get rid of them, they know people. That can't happen. Or that, the, or I'm the, glad that wasn't complicated at all. No, I think you... you it's an upgrade, basically. I want, I want you to be concerned. Oh, yes. that lawyer. I don't know if I like him. Uh, architect. Uh, you hire one of them, you get yourself a prestige building. And, uh, but you can't, you know, for the good ones, you say, don't worry about it. Just place a building with a little blue background over your residences and we'll all squint and pretend it's something really modern, amazing and made out of concrete and glass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, that shows the depth of the work you'll be doing because you have to build a building and then build another building so you can convert the one building to a different type of building and then build another building so you can convert that newly converted building into a new new building it sounds convoluted yes but it's it, part of it it's important because of the limited space on the board as yes well. that's right and it yeah. is it's so intuitive yeah it makes sense when you're looking at you it go, oh, okay blue things purple things pink things yeah, whatever exactly they, they got colors they got little people the little visuals of what they yes. do uh, yeah i found after the first game i didn't have to look them up no, really? I found when, when when you pull the components out and I'm looking at them, I'm like, I don't get this at all. Yeah. And then you you play it and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're just slow like that. <laughs> we're just slow in general. Yeah. So. I think if we make a game sound like it's playable, it, it really no, is. No, that, that we are. basically tic Exactly. We, if we can get through a game and enjoy it, you're going to be able to play the game. I, I would like to actually do one on tic-tac-toe where we go into this depth. 
I was my uh, my grade five three D tic tac toe champion. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, three D tic tac toe. I'm gonna. There's depth in that game. I'm gonna forget about that now. Like literally depth. <laughs> literally. Oh. Hey, let's get back to this game. I hear right. you get to build a castle as a phase. Yeah, that is a. We're almost there. Yeah, yeah. building the castle. So that's where all the excitement is, or uh, so you've heard. But is it? Yes. Um, if you decide to contribute to the castle and get all that royal favor, you need to give a batch of goodies. So you give three different good cubes uh, and of whatever a variety. I think one has to be food, right? Mm, I don't remember. I think it's a pink and two other. Is that what it is? Okay. Yes, and it can't be two of the same. And and they show you in a picture form. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically what you, you're going to be handing over. Um, so if you didn't have time, uh, or if you didn't time it right and you find yourself short, uh, you're just going to lose two points. You're, yes. You're not going to get, no, nobody dies. And that's where moving the provost is sometimes worth it. Yeah. Because you can knock somebody down a peg. Bam, two points. Take that. Um, so each turn, the player who provides the most batches gets a royal favor, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't, you know, seem that great since you could have earned a royal favor by jousting, which also, you know, no big deal. Um, but at the end of the round, it might prove wise because if a section of the castle is completed, the, the round scoring begins. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the the round end, we're kind of we've gone through, we've built a bunch of stuff. What's going to happen next? Move the bailiff. The bailiff, you say? The bailiff. You're tired now, right? You just want to go home after a long day at work and have a shower and sit down and watch some Meeple TV. But you don't get to do that yet. The bailiff is going to have a stroll down the road to see what's up. If the provost is ahead of him, he moves one space. If the provost is behind him, he moves two spaces. So what, you're thinking? But now the provost has to catch up to the bailiff. Well, this might trigger round scoring if the bailiff is on or past a scoring space. So weird consequences that the, the bailiff has. The bailiff and the provost are really interesting parts of this game that I always underestimate and I don't really think too much about. Like, I f- always feel like they're characters in a Russian um, dramatic comedy. <laughs> to me, like, I don't is know it, why. You're, it's, it's just waiting for Godot to you? I, I know this is French. No, uh, more like uh, like um, Inspector General. Okay. Sort of how I see them, huh. right? One of them's Danny Kaye, right? <laughs> you, you've got them down. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's just me. That's how I enjoy it. I don't know. Is there conversations going on and everything? Of course there are. Because one's smaller and hyper and the other one's uh, like a bigger fellow with more authority and gravitas. Hey, buddy. Hey, guy, guy, guy. Hey, I got an idea. I got a question for you, buddy. Well, yeah. Like Danny K is just dancing around all over the place. Right. And then the other guy's like, just heading down the road. His his theme music will be all bassoons. Right. And bass. (laughs) bassoon and cello this explains why i see a weird zoned out look on your face a lot of times when we're playing games this has nothing to do with the complexity of the game in a game like this i have to do something whilst you're making your decisions (laughs) it's true (laughs) yes it's true hours later yeah it's 150 minutes if you're playing with me i think that's a little little picture of my face there's there's two ways to trigger the scoring then yeah because the castles might trigger it and the stroll down the street might trigger it yes so um, that's fun. That now that we've fun. triggered scoring, what uh, what is the scoring? Well, now that we kind of we've run through the whole you know the whole game in sequence, so let's right. talk about some a couple of the concepts in a bit more depth. Um, okay, royal favors. So we've been talking about those lots. What are you going to get? So if you want to focus on prestige points, you can earn them via royal favors on the royal favors chart. It's it's an accounting sheet. It's four rows with a variety of goodies, including money, resources, buildings, and those little yummy prestige points. Um, 
As the hints in the rules state, royal favors are a good way to refine your strategy. The denier lines allow players to easily make up for their losses. It also helps you get powerful effects if some buildings, the bank, the church, are built. The resource line allows you to find the cube that will help you get the upper hand. It also grants you access to gold cubes. Finally, the building line allows players whose strategy is based on building of the castle to have an impact on the city at a lower cost. So the whole royal favor chart can be, you know, it can be pretty powerful. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, it might be tempted to just focus on building, but there's some pretty powerful things you can unlock with mm-hmm. the royal favors. Um, in a two-player game where the resources are not as scarce, this might not be such a big deal, but if you know, you're know you up at full player count, the game will shift and like that gold you need mm-hmm. might be really hard to get now. Yeah, because there's only a couple of ways to get it. Yeah. And this is one of them. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it I, I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. So like when you and I play together, a two-player game, it, we're, we're playing a certain way and we don't yeah. worry as and, much and, about and it. And turn order alternates in a two-player game, mm-hmm. right? So you know you're going to get to place first every second turn. Exactly. And that means if everybody's going for gold, gold exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, no, I agree. It definitely changes the uh, the focus up a bit. Resource scarcity does become a little bit of a thing, which mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, and then the other big idea here, prestige points. Um, placing workers on another player's building gets you that prestige point. Yes. Um, but as the hints in the rules suggest, sometimes placing worker on their building is a really good trade-off. So you might need that two stone, whatever, they'll get a prestige yeah. point. I don't, I don't find it ever kills my decision-making process. It makes it more like, ah, but I don't. I, I think if it. one player was dramatically ahead in in points, yeah, you might start Try to go. To uh, yeah, maybe I'll go and get the one stone instead of the two stone. Uh, but really, you got to play what's gonna get you the best. Well, unless you're blocking, you yeah. really need the stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like how do you play catch up? It, it becomes a bit of a catch. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, at the end of the game, you turn just about everything into prestige. Like four denier get you prestige. Three three cubes except gold get you prestige. One gold cube gets you three. So it's, it becomes all about the prestige points. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, the the royal favor chart gets you prestige. They're basically everywhere. So now uh, get up from your chair for a second. Turn around. Look down. Yeah. See right there, prestige point. Prestige point. Bam. I thought you were gonna go all Oprah and say, "Look under your seat." You get a prestige point. You get a prestige point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was my. Uh, that's my Oprah. That was. <laughs> no, the phone's not ringing. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> so, um, in the in the rules, they give a section of hints. So mm-hmm. let's we can talk about those because they're really great. I think. Yes. They, they also. I wish you'd highlight. read these to me. Yeah. No, I keep them secret. I cut <laughs> yeah, them out. And that's out. In in my shirt jacket, I look at them occasionally. Um, so we've talked about a few of them, but here's here's the rest of them. Kalis is an ev- evolutive game. So depending on the player's uh, choices, which buildings uh, should they build first? Will there be a lawyer? When will the mason arrive on the board? The, you know, the game develops in certain different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of these games will see huge resources, others won't. Some games will see the construction of prestige buildings, others won't. However, the players will have to take advantage of the tough situations they will face, and uh, that's some advice to help them on their first right. games. Um, passing order. Uh, the later you pass, the more you, you you will influence the provost's move. So if you have deniers, the provost is extremely important to determining which workers will be activated and how fast the counts will come. The player who passes early and whose workers are too far down the road will probably be the victim of his opponents and won't hesitate to club together to make the provost go backward. On the contrary, a player who passes late 
can spend the deniers needed to activate all of his workers. Mm -hmm. um, special buildings is necessary to use special buildings cleverly if you want to win the game. The gate allows you to temporize so you can pass later uh, to hide your intentions. Um, the trading post provides money at the best moment and uh, right before the provost moves. The guild is an econ economical way to move the provost. The jousting field lets you get the king's favor without building in the castle. The first place in the stable uh, allows you to ensure an important action for the next turn. And the inn, especially when you have a lot of people playing, allows you to save money or place workers. And finally, the lawyer. Uh, you've got to choose carefully which building will be transformed by the lawyer. A player can destroy a neutral building, which cha challenges one of their own buildings, or even destroy the marketplace to deprive all the players of the same of the source of income. So that's pretty cool. Those are very, very good things to keep in mind. Very powerful. And that, I mean, a lot of what we've covered, that's essentially the core of the game is these interesting... Lots of small decisions that don't feel like they're going to overturn the game mm -hmm. at any given point. You're not uh, you're not gasping for air with one or two decisions. Mm -hmm. You have a number of decisions. And I think it's a game where the more you play it, the more you get a feel for how you like to play it. And I don't know that there is necessarily an optimal path to victory. I think if you always played against the same opponents who always attempted the same strategy, you might be able to work out. You'd work out something. But uh -huh. if you're going to play with more people or with people that are willing to uh, to change up their philosophy or strategy, um, the game is going to be different every time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I regardless of you know two players, three players, five players, whatever, I'll pl I'd play this at any head count. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's still fun at two players. It's a different game. Yes. The scarcity is, like we said before, wasn't so severe, you know, and you don't worry about other players ganging up on you. Yeah, because that'll happen. Because if you're in the last building, they're probably in the second to last building. Yeah. So they're not going to be moving the provost far enough back to prevent you from moving it back the other way. I, I have a funny feeling if we played this with our or the usual people we gave. Yes. With, that uh, this would be a, a much different well, strategy because there you might be six buildings from the end yourself so you could freely and safely move the provost yeah. messing everybody else I, up. there's one player in particular i yes. can imagine just <laughs> we, he will, he will his name would be provost yes he would grasp that strategy right away <laughs> and just yes. use it to its full and then other people would be like wait what <laughs> exactly so i mean ultimately why we love this game let's mm -hmm. give a, a brief overview of really if you haven't we haven't sold you yet give us this last chance to to sell you on this thing so i don't know do you do you want to go first um I, you know i i think I, I you know me i like games that come down to decisions and this yeah. is another game that can come down to just agonizing decisions especially yeah. when you're placing that last worker and it's like, okay, do you, and everybody else still has a turn. Do you pass now and put pressure on them? Do you go to the castle, which you haven't done yet? Uh, even though there's other people in the castle, it's going to cost you more. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Any game that makes me feel um, depressed about what I'm about to do. Yeah. Works exactly. for me. That's I don't know what it is. <laughs> that might say something wrong with me. But uh, but I like it, uh, and then and then I like making fun of other people while they agonize over it's their decisions. True. Yes. Yeah, and it's like it's not the the most high pressure agonizing, but it is a long burn agonizing where I feel like oh it's always going to be it's right and wrong, mm -hmm. and I I think that my my realizations of my wrongness yes is, is it takes longer in this game. 
Like it's like over a few turns and like going, oh, I've been going down the wrong path for a while now, haven't I? Yes. No, I feel that same way in it. I look back and I'm like, oh, there's the signpost. Oh, then you head back. It's all Bugs Bunny. Still fun. Should have taken that left turn in Albuquerque. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And thematically, uh, I mean, we both love theme, but, you know, here the theme is light, but it's not entirely abstract. Mm -hmm. It's 1289. We're in France. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, like you don't feel. Yeah, I buy the theme. I, it's it's nice. It's light. Um, the decisions don't feel life and death, but also you can make those decisions pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. You're not constantly paralyzing. Like okay, you just you breathe, make another move. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. So it's a nice counter um, to and, some of the other games. We and play. you feel like your workers are doing stuff. Yeah. You know, they're getting you resources. They're getting you money. They're changing the turnover. It might not be the best thing, but at least, you know, you can look at them and go, okay, bud, you put your work in today. Thank <laughs> do you, you. Do Who do you picture your workers as? Uh, I, <laughs> you know what? I picture them as like little, just little, little men ver- green pants. Little versions of you? Not, no. Hey, I would, little I, Jeff. I, oh, first off. God, I hate stone. I want them to be better than me. <laughs> I do, but I picture myself as uh, as the the worst kind of um, artist. You know, the kind that doesn't do any actual labor, mm. but puts her name on things. Right. And I feel like that's where this guy's at. It's like, uh, no, I went to the right um, mason to learn how to build castles. Right. Uh, I studied under him. I didn't actually do any work, but I, I sat around and talked to him a lot. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was fun. And I wrote a good paper. These, I'm assuming there was some sort of castle building thesis they had to do it in the graduate year to get their doctorate. Yeah. Yes. I'm assuming. In castle building. In castle building. Uh, and, Theoretical uh, castles. Well, I assume my thesis was on um, the uh, the Rampart's ability to resist um, trebuchets assaults. Ah, right? right. And uh, and that if you build it at the right angles, um, the, the stones will just deflect off of it hmm. um, and stuff. Right. Yeah, and then and then I've got a bunch of people do all so the actual that's work. worker Jeff. And I do whenever they're whenever at the end of the round and they're all back in a pile beside uh, beside me, I yeah. assume they're all just talking crap about me. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh, that guy, he never does any work himself. Yeah. We're the ones doing all the work. We should organize. And then they're like, oh, it's 1289. <laughs> <laughs> Unionism is forbidden. Exactly. Jeff and his trebuchet models. You know, he can legally kill us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Let's get back to work. All right. <laughs> Coffee break over. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, uh, that's what goes through my mind. I like that. Uh, and any game that makes me think these things is is a good game. All right. Well, uh, yeah. And any redesign, uh, William Atia, there's some free advice from Jeff on how right. to take the theme forward. <laughs> I think Castle Panic does that part. The uh, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the thesis, the, the dissertation, anything that involves siege. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I guess so. If we're not playing this, we we play the app. Yeah. Which, I, I didn't know about it for a long time. And no. Then, and then you, you were like, hey, there's an app. I'm like, what? It was on, it was on sale. I uh, wouldn't have even thought. I was like, why would there be an app of this? It's no, a great exactly. game. Although I will say they did a great job on the app in one part in particular, hmm. and that's the dragging of your um, your workers right. into places. They sort of yes. hang off your finger and their legs flail. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's very satisfying. You just throw them into places. Yeah, you yeah. feel like, uh, what's the word? Uh, God. Gulliver. <laughs> That's going to go with. Uh, yeah. A vengeful God. Vengeful God. Get me some stone. Toss you say. down. It is very cute. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the AI is strong. It is. I Yeah. It's a little slow. Like as a yeah, game. Yeah. It, it's not the quickest game, but that's just might be me. No. It's a good way to learn how you're playing wrong. 
That's true. Yes. Yeah, that's what I felt like about uh, like a, a game we mentioned before, Agricola. Mm-hmm. I I was playing Caverna, and then I played the I had never played Agricola, and then played the Agricola app, and I was like, oh, okay, now now I can play this faster. Yes. So sometimes the app is a nice. And then you make fun of me for calling it Agricola. You call it whatever you want. You can you can trans transmutinize the, <laughs> all the verbiage alone. The English language is uh, it's is living. Get it off of me. Yeah. So yeah, I evolutive. Did, I was gonna go evol- evolutive. It's evolutive. <laughs> evocative. <laughs> we we like Kalos. We do. It's a fun game. It's a. Uh, it's got a the right amount of brain burn, mm. uh, and uh, you get to play as workers. And it's two players, which I like. Like yeah. you can play. Like I like these. The, these. It's games a different game, like you said, option. but it. But the core is still there. Yeah. Some some of the Euro type games just become a completely different game with two players and it does change but not yeah. it doesn't take away its essence it's a different game but yeah, yeah it's it's still a fun one and mm-hmm. it had a, at a larger amount it's just more complexity and the decisions feel more yes crucial so really it shouldn't go up 30 minutes a game player it should go up like about an hour and a half per player again are we playing with more of you yeah it's just photocopies of me so yeah i don't know we gotta think about what what games are we going to talk about next i don't know We'll have to... Uh, People should look, let us know. Look, yeah. What, uh, uh, what would you like us to dive into? Hit me up at, at Epic Gumdrop on Twitter or... Uh, that's where you get the tweets. That That's the stuff. Uh, or go ahead to BreakingDads.com. BreakingDads.com? BreakingDads.com. Uh, you could find the show notes for this episode. Um, and yeah, leave a note there. Tell us of your Kalis thoughts. Or again, point out some other games that you would like to hear us talk about ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. And until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.